Hey everyone, this is Jason Shappert, and you're listening to the Private Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. What's the best way for a student pilot, really a private instrument commercial doesn't matter, what's the best way for a pilot to improve their landings? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com and you are listening to the Private Pilot Podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school. Visit groundschoolacademy.com or you can head over to M0A.com to check it all out. Actually, M0Atrial.com is an even better link to use. Take a free trial of it. Before you spend any money with us, I, I want to make sure our videos work for you, my teaching style works for you, that we are just clicking on all cylinders. So before you spend any money with us, I want you to take a two-week, no-strings-attached trial of our online ground school with that. Uh, uh, Speaking of that, by the way, before we get into it, I need you to remember the date. Remember the date, August 19th. You all have hopefully been listening or watching to M0A.com for quite some time. You know, I don't come from a place of hype. I'd like to think I come from a place of heart. So when I say something's going to be a big deal, I mean it's going to be a big deal. August 19th, make sure you are there. There's a a Facebook event that you can RSVP for with that. Today, I want to help you improve your landings. You're probably thinking, Jason, how on earth by listening to spoken word, or maybe I know some of you watch this on Facebook or YouTube, how on earth, Jason, are you gonna help me improve my landings through a podcast? Shouldn't you be in the airplane to help me improve my landings? And that's a good place to start. And actually, this entire month of August is devoted to the secret to perfect landings. I have to be honest with you, I did not become good. I'm not even going to say an expert landing. I'm going to say I didn't become good at landings until I went on to become a commercial pilot. Allow me to explain why. So as a private pilot so far, what has been your mission? It's look outside, look outside. I know the G1000 is beautiful. I know the Avidyne unit's beautiful. These gorgeous avionics look outside. Hopefully your CFIs have said that to you a lot. So you're looking outside. Everything's great. You're working on your landings. You get just enough to kind of make it through the ACS, Airman Certification Standards, just enough to kind of sort of pass a check ride. And life is good. And then you go on to instrument. And then instrument is all about, hey, stop looking outside so much. Look inside. Look at your avionics. Master your avionics. Stop looking outside. Well, what do you think really deteriorates? What skill really deteriorates? By the way, for those of you who don't know about instrument, all you're doing is shooting approaches, going missed. Shooting approaches, going missed. You do one landing, your entire instrument lesson. Shoot approaches, go missed. Your landings deteriorate so quickly when you're working on your instrument. Then we go to commercial pilot. Hey, I know you were spent so much time looking inside. Let's look outside again. This is a VFR certificate again. Let's look outside. It's just inside, outside, inside. It gets so confusing. I remember as a working on my instrument pilot, so a student instrument pilot, and shying away from crosswinds. I, I did not like the idea of crosswinds. I wanted nothing to do with crosswinds, it was not my not my cup of tea. I would always purposely fly to an airport that had multiple runway options so I wouldn't have to land in a crosswind environment. That's just, uh, I was a little bit uh, weird about that, perhaps. 
it wasn't until I went on to become a commercial pilot. And as I was becoming a commercial pilot, I was forced to through power off 180s and all these technical maneuvers to really flying complex aircraft. This is before TAAs, technically advanced aircraft, existed. Uh, you had to fly a true complex airplane. You were forced to become at least good at your landings at that point. Tolerances went from 200 feet for a short field to 100 feet for a short field. Just everything tightened up. ATP did that even further for me. Uh, ATP, the certificate, did that even further for me. So... I had to get better at my landings. And I came across this idea. And I, I can't recall I, I, if a flight instructor taught me this. I, I apologize for forgetting whomever that was. I had many great flight instructors that taught me uh, to give them the full credit. But somewhere along the line, either I had an epiphany or someone told me of this idea of doing slow flight down the runway. Hear me out on this, right? Why do we do slow flight? Why do we practice slow flight? You think we practice it to get used to the aircraft at slower speeds to, I've heard some CFI say to, to work the aircraft through its performance envelope, fly it at its slowest speed. We also do an emergency descent, fly it at its fastest speed. And it, it sounds like a logical argument. However, I want to flip that argument on its head. I want to instead argue that we practice slow flight to get better at our landings. Hear me out on this. We practice slow flight to get better at our landings. When you are coming in, you know I don't like to use the word flare. You're going to hear a lot about that if you're watching the videos that go along with these podcasts on the M0A YouTube and the M0A Facebook pages. You're going to hear a lot about that. I don't want you to flare. The space shuttle flares, a 777 coming into land flares, a Cessna 172 transitions. And what does it transition to? It transitions to slow flight down the runway. I never want a three-point landing. I'm not advocating a three-point landing. The mains are going to touch down first, followed by the nose. What I'm suggesting is, instead of thinking about timing the flare or timing the transition, and there is, a, there is a timing component to it, I can't take that out of it, but instead of working through all that, instead, what I want you to do is I want you to think, I'm just going to do slow flight down the runway and transition. When you're in slow flight, you take your eyes almost out to infinity when you're looking outside, if there's much to even see outside, because the nose can be up so much, depending on the configuration sometimes. As you see, the nose is up a little bit. We're not advocating three-point landings. What I am advocating is you should always be in a position where you can see the runway in front of you. You should never be picking up the nose so high that you're just feeling for the ground. Feeling for the ground doesn't work. It doesn't work for daytime landings. It doesn't work for nighttime landings, especially. You can't just feel for the ground and let the ground come to you. Instead, you transition to slow flight. So here's some homework for you. Here's what I need you to practice. I need you to practice slow flight down the runway. Hear me out. I want you to fly a perfect pattern. A perfect landing starts with a perfect traffic pattern, as we know. I want you to fly that perfect pattern. I want you to get on final. I want you to be nailing your airspeeds because airspeed is king. 
For me, it's 90 on downwind, 80 on base, 70 on finals, roughly 65-ish cross an airport property. Nail my airspeeds. I'm holding center line the entire time. I'm holding center line the entire time. And as I get to that point where I would normally transition, we'll call it, I want you to give it a little bit of power because you're going to need a little bit of power to hold slow flight and a little stronger back on the yoke. And then as you slow down more, you'll need to give it a little more power and a little more power. You'll be constantly adding millimeters of power to do this. But I want you to practice and hold yourself just inches above the runway, practicing slow flight down the runway. That's what I want you to go for. That's what I want you to work and aspire towards is slow flight down the runway. Now, I want you to notice something. You'll see me do this in these videos. Let me move, for those of you watching the video, I gotta move my coffee out of the way because you know I talk with my hands sometimes. I want you to feel the ailerons and realize that they don't do much this slow, yet your feet do everything. You put the same amount of pressure or input on the rudder and you'll be yawn way to the left, way to the right quickly. Your ailerons aren't very effective, but just because you're so close to a stall, the stall warning horn may in fact even be on, yet your rudder is still so effective. So what I want you to do is I want you to feel those control inputs. I want you to drift off center line. Purpose or on purpose, it doesn't matter. Oftentimes it's not on purpose. And I want you to work to get yourself back on center line, feeling how you would control yourself. If you have a problem, anybody here, show of hands, even though I can't see your hands, but, but hear me out. Anybody here ever have a problem landing left of center? Why do you land, why not right of center? Why do we consistently land left of center? Landing left of center is a common student pilot error. And here's the solution, or here's what's happening. You're coming in, you get light on the feet, you do everything with the yoke, you think the yoke's gonna save the day, but you're not strong enough with your feet. And the torque factor, one of our four left turning tendencies, in addition to getting you in ground effect, when you're in ground effect, you amplify true P factor and the torque effect, in ground effect, and it pulls you to the left. If you're landing left of center line, it's because you have lazy feet. <laughs> there's no other, there's not a nice way to put it, I apologize. If you're landing left of center, you're getting lazy with your footwork. There are still left turning tendencies. Everyone thinks left turning tendencies are just on takeoff. Left turning tendencies are still well and alive, especially down in ground effect, and even back at those idle-ish RPM settings. So you still need to have a little bit of pressure on that right foot if you find yourself landing left of center. I've rambled a lot here, but the take home nugget that I want you to have is with a CFI, I want you to practice slow flight down the runway. If you find the ground sneaking up on you, again, show of hands, has the ground ever snuck up on anybody? By snuck up, I mean you're flying, 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 all of a sudden, Oh, that is the ground. Wasn't expecting that. Or you, you have you ever found yourself feeling for the ground? I know it's down there somewhere. I'll get it eventually. You thought you should have hit the ground a while ago, but you hadn't yet. Slow flight down the runway is going to help you with judging altitude. Or really, it's just it's hardly any altitude. It's a few feet. So measuring height above the runway, we'll call it. If that is something you are struggling with. <laughs> 
it will help with that greatly. Slow flight down the runway, fly your perfect patterns, ditch the word flare from your vocabulary. I could do a whole podcast just on that alone. I have a whole video coming out uh, in a few weeks instead on that very topic. So please make sure you are following along with this series on YouTube and on Facebook, on the m0a.com YouTube and Facebook page. Please also make sure you're in the M0A Nation Facebook group. M0A Nation. Just search that on Facebook. It's, it's, it's getting to be quite a big group now. I am in there. The entire team is in there. Questions you have. And let me just give you some guidelines. This Facebook group is not a place for, <laughs> for negativity, not a place for haters. It is a place of uh, respect, a culture of congratulations. It is a culture of individuals like yourself who are always learning. So if you are not a good pilot who is always learning or not aspiring to be a safer, smarter pilot, I imagine that's not you. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But the kind of people we want in that group are the kind of pilots who are always pursuing mastery, always pursuing and finding ways to become safer, smarter pilots. If that is you, you are very, very much so welcome to the M0A Nation Facebook group. So head on over there. Would love to have you in there. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your day. Maybe this is on your commute to work right now while you're walking the dog, while you're at the gym, whatever it is. Thank you for just sneaking us into the spare 15 minutes you had today to continue to immerse yourself in aviation, to find new ways to better yourself. If there's anything myself or this amazing team here at m0a.com that we can do today, tomorrow, this week, this month, this year to help you in that journey towards mastery, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you.